Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. The vision, our vision, is you. Is you, church. And that's why we stand up here week in and week out, is to see your lives change, to see your lives healthy, to see your dreams fulfilled, and to expand that. And then you would go out in your sphere of influence and touch lives through your life. Amen. So that's our vision. That's God's vision for the house. But I'm just up here with Christian before he gets into the Word, but just to share our um, our hearts uh, for the year and just to break down a few key areas that we would encourage you as you hear our hearts to grab hold of and say, we're going to run with that with you, Pastor Christian and Melissa, and we're going to carry that in our hearts together as a church and see God do what he wants to do in our church uh, not just here on a Sunday, but Monday through to Sunday and in your workplace, in your sphere of influence because you are called to touch lives that we can't touch. We're here to love you, to guide you, to lead you, to empower you to do what God's called you to do. Amen. So um, uh, our first our first thing you can touch on, Dave, is our mission, our yes. mission statement. So for anybody that is new to the church or relatively new or just coming in and visiting, we, we would like to say that, that we are our, our why we exist is to love God, to love people, and to serve our community. Uh, we want to honour God with with everything we have, with who we are corporately, individually. That that why we exist is to love God and make His name famous, to make Him number one. Uh, and I, I've said it a few times lately, but that so that we orbit around Him and we don't expect Him to orbit around our lives and and be that lucky rabbit's foot or that whatever. But we love God and. And as a part of loving God, therefore we love others. Yeah. That we look beyond self and we, we love people. And that's what I hope this house encapsulates is, is a, a place of love and acceptance uh, where everybody from every walk of life can come into this house and receive the love of God towards them and that, that we would serve our community. We would do something with what we have. And we believe that God has placed certain things in our hands, but they're not for us. They're, that we want to create a flow of, of generosity, a, fro, a flow of love, and a flow of where, where we can touch. And I think we do quite well. I think as a, as a small church, we bat well above our, our average or the average. And that we literally each year give a lot away and do a lot in the community locally and abroad. Uh, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, that we can go to flood-affected areas or fire-affected areas or we can say, you know, people raise concerns with us about the homelessness or the, the domestic violence and we're actually able to partner with schools and chaplains and different organisations, Katie Rose um, Cottage, the hospice there, to make donations towards these great organisations that are blessing our community. That's what we want to do. So we want to love God, love others and serve our community. Technology. You've got, to, you've got to turn it off so it doesn't block. Yeah, okay. We'll do that later. We'll do that later. That's, that's the detail side of things. <laughs> All right, All right. Who we are. Who we are. Okay, so that's that's what we believe. And then who we, we're a people that are filled with faith, hope, and love. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that when you come here, or I hope when you go from here, actually probably I hope more when you go from here, that you're a carrier of faith. Corinthians says that we've all been gifted the same spirit of faith. The, the seeds of faith were placed on the inside of us and it's incumbent upon each of us to develop that faith, to work that faith and grow that faith so that it has effect in our lives, uh, hope and love. 
that we're carriers of hope. When we enter a situation or a dark space or, or a circumstance that is big, that we, are, we bring hope to that situation. There's always an answer, and it's found in the person of Jesus. But, but we are carriers of faith, hope, and again, love. That The Bible says if you, you, if you can't love others, you can't love yourself, you can't love God, that, that this, this, there has to be a flow. And I want to encourage you, because the word says that uh, uh, the, I can't remember what it says. It says a lot of really good things. <laughs> the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. That, that in being angry and in being holding on to things and holding on to grudges and holding on, it, it just actually holds you bound. So we want to let go of those things, be set free from those things so that we can let love really flow from our lives to others. Yeah. He actually can. He's a walking Bible. He can quote scripture like I, mean, I know nobody can. Anyway, so our next one is um, salvation. And so that is our, our true north, is the salvations of people. And our heart uh, this year and beyond is to see people come into the house of God and give their lives to Jesus. Also come back into the house of God and give their hearts back to Jesus. So we want to encourage you, church, to carry that in your hearts with us, to see souls won regularly and yeah. disciples made. Because that's what Jesus commissioned his disciples when he said, I'm going to go and be with my father and I empower you to go and make disciples, to spread the good news. And I think sometimes we get comfortable, we get you know, comfortable in our faith and we just get on with life. But God's heart first is to see humanity one to Christ, to see souls saved, to know, you know, our Heavenly Father and to live in eternity. Amen. So we want you to carry that in your hearts. And can I say, that's not just bringing yeah. somebody to church. Lead somebody to Christ wherever yeah. you are. Like in, in, a, in a coffee shop, at your place of work, pray with someone. Yeah. Like somebody led Mark to the Lord or, or in circumstances and then there was a person that was that earthing rod. And can I, can I encourage you, life is short. And things are happening in the earth that have been prophesied for hundreds of years, thousands of years. I want to encourage you, be that person that leads somebody to Jesus. Okay. Be that person that in, in introduces some 50 years of walking without Christ, wow. searching, seeking. There is a whole world. There's 7 billion, 8 billion people seeking for truth, seeking for the way. I, can I encourage you, people will be more receptive than you think. And we live in a day of acceptance. But, but if you talk to people about Jesus, I guarantee you they'll be receptive. I guarantee you it will be a conversation starter. Where the conversation goes, who knows? But open wide your mouth and let God fill it and lead somebody to Jesus. It will be the greatest thing you ever do. Honestly, the joy that comes from praying for a person and leading them to Christ one-on-one. -on -one. I've, I've had the privilege of traveling all across the globe and preaching on platforms all across the globe and seeing people come to Christ on an altar call. But I've got to tell you that one-on-one -on -one at a cafe or that one-on-one -on -one at, at an accident where, where people are... They're hurting. They go, I need answers. I need the truth. And you lead them to Christ and you pray for them and the Spirit of God gets on. There's nothing like it. Amen? So true. And the next one is uh, connect. So connect, grow, serve. We actually missed something. Very important is lead. And so our heart church is to see everybody connected in, not just attending church on a Sunday, but connected into a connect group connected into an interest group, connected into relationship. And um, our heart is to uh, start some more connect groups, some more interest groups this year as we're growing. And so people find their place. 
we want to see um, people grow. And I had a word I think I shared earlier in the year uh, for our church this year, and, and that was to mature. Uh, I felt like a word from the Lord for our church this year was to see us mature in Christ, that we're continually growing in Christ, that we put our childish wise ways behind us and we mature in the ways of Christ. And so that's through discipleship, that's through pastoral care, and that happens through our Connect system. And um, to, to see us grow deeper this year, to, um, to continually uh, see our walk with the Lord grow stronger, but then from that to see fruit, to see the fruit from that, that our lives bear much fruit and good fruit, not sour fruit but good fruit, to, to see your lives healthy and growing, amen. And then the next one through Connect is to serve, that you will find your place of serving in the house of God. You all have beautiful gifts and talents on your life that God wants you to use. God wants you to use to bring glory to him. And then the last one is to lead. Our heart is to raise more leaders in the house of God, that every single person in our church is a leader, is an influencer. And we want you to see that on your life, that you don't just get up every day and do your Monday to Friday job and just, you know, do what you do. But God has called you to lead and to be an influencer in your workplace, in your home, but also in the house of God. And so that is our heart this year, to see everybody connected through all those pathways. Beautiful. Amen. Um, so this is me. Yeah. All right, number three, Christian is the title of Christian. <laughs> you know, we, we've, we've had a vision for a long time uh, to get a building, yeah. and we want to get a building. The, the question I get asked the most is, have you heard about getting a building? Have you got a, we haven't got a building as yet, but we have a space to meet, yeah. which is awesome. I love this. I love this space, and we want our own building. We want to take ground. We've got. We've had a vision building builders program for many years where we've got a great amount of money sitting there that is designated and earmarked and won't be used for anything else but a building uh, but just pray towards that with us uh, that God will shift things um, spiritually God will create uh, a way for us to get a building that that council members will change minds about who, who should and shouldn't have a building but can I just say if you have contacts if you have abilities if God has blessed you and you know that there's a way that you can help us get the building come and talk to us because um, what I have found and what I felt convicted by God is that I shouldn't carry everything uh, and I don't carry everything we've got a, a phenomenal team and we do this together but I felt like God wants me to keep my focus on on stirring faith and bringing us to, towards our true north of leading in towards salvations and the miraculous and praying for healing and because I believe in the supernatural. I believe in the miraculous and the power of God and the Holy Spirit and that's where I need to take us but I want to form a, a great team to help us get a building uh, and I'll have the faith for building and I'll drive the, the, the campaigns towards the funding for the building but that we have a team of experts that are able to help us get that building. So pray for us, pray with us, yeah. stand in faith, and let's watch what God does uh, in the near future. Yeah, that's true. It's very good. All right, and then the next one is uh, C3 Cares. So this is our, um, as Christian touched on the meeting, our, our mission statement is serving our community. And so our heart is not just to, uh, you know, do what we do here, but to have an arm out into the community, which is our C3 Cares initiatives, uh, to bless our community locally and beyond. And we've always done this over the last 10 years, but we want to continue to do that this year, that where God 
uh, places things on our heart locally and beyond, that we can partner together to do that to meet needs. And that's we have a missions fund um, in our bank accounts just for that to uh, bless uh, initiatives and things locally and beyond. And that's also through um, our Christmas Hope Initiative. Who Remember, we did that last year. It was our biggest one we've, we've done. And just the stories. We've also, the organisations that we partnered with um, were so blessed, so thankful. We got cards from local high schools just saying thank you. Uh, you know, you think just a small act of like, 10 hope bags to families in a high school, you think, oh, that's nothing. But you know what? It's massive. It's huge. So this is our heart church, that our C3 Cares is a blessing in our community but also beyond. We are, over the years, we've um, helped um, help our church plants. Yes. And uh, what are some other stuff we've done, though? Well, we've done a lot of things. We, we have underwritten church plants yep. in, in America, in Africa, uh, we, we sponsor as a church 50 uh, compassion kits in the Philippines uh, and we've been able to give towards uh, medical equipment in hospitals for kids to cancer hospices to partnering with schools, yeah. flood relief, fire relief. As, as I said, I think we really you know, do well as a small church. The generosity you display in this house is just magnificent. And as Wally was sharing, I think it's just an honouring of God and what he's done in our lives. And it's it's evident in your world just to how generous you are. Uh, we've, we've, I think at one point we gave away about $20,000 in vouchers to people that were struggling financially, fuel vouchers, food vouchers. Uh, it was over... $50,000 worth of equipment and time and labour that we took down to Lismore to help with a flood recovery and rebuilding of houses and uh, we partnered with other churches actually and I want to I want to let you know this that we give donations regularly to other churches for their building funds because yeah. I believe you reap what you sow yeah. uh, and I want to sow into the establishment of churches and the expansion of the kingdom of God and houses of worship so as Probably weird as that sounds, we do that at times. Uh, just to go, you know what we are? We want to partner with. This isn't just about about us and what we can do and what we can create. It's about others as well. And we're part of the big movement, you know, all across the globe, but around Australia as well, achieving and doing great things. So. Prayer. Yes, that's me. Is it? Fantastic. Uh, I want to see prayer get stirred. Uh, in our lives individually and corporately. And we're, we're going to look to, it's been a slow start to the year, but to getting those weekly or not weekly, fortnightly or monthly prayer meetings going where we can gather together. I want prayer to be a staple in our connect groups, uh, whether they are interest groups or they are, you know, Bible-focused groups that where we're praying. But, you know, the Bible says, if you seek me, you'll find me when you seek for me with all your heart. Uh, and that, that the prayers offered are, are heard and are answered, that I, wanna, I want prayer to be stirred in our lives. I want it to be the thing that I, I default to before anything else, before anxiety, before worry, before freaking out and, and crying out. That, that my, my default in life is I pray. When I've got an issue, when I've got a circumstance or a storm that I'm facing, I go to prayer first and foremost. So can I encourage you, let, that's your lifeline. That, that's, your, that, that's air in your tank. That's air in your soul. Pray. Whatever you do, be a prayer. Seek God. Go after him fervently. Press in. And, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Yeah. 
So we can come to a vision Sunday and say, this year I want to do this, this year we want to achieve that. But the reality is that nothing will change until I change. Nothing will change until I commit to action, to doing something with what I'm dreaming for or what I have vision for. So let's just go, you know what? Even if it hurts, I'm going to dig in deep. Even if I have to get up five minutes early, go to bed five minutes late, if I have to clear my schedule, whatever it is, God, you're number one, and I'm seeking you, and I'm going to pray to you. That's good. Amen. Pray the engine room our church. The next one is uh, our events. So our events, we want our events to be outreach-focused. So Easter service, a Christmas uh, celebration service, a men's gathering, uh, we do two a year, a women's gathering, we do at least one a year, and we also, throughout the year, we get in guest speakers. And our heart is to, we prayerfully consider who can we invite to come and to speak and invest into our people. And so, church, why we put these on is to actually uh, not only bless you, but that this can be an outreach focus where you can think, who can I invite into the house of God? Who do you, who's, who's God placed on your heart that you can invite to one of these events, that they're open, they're, they're ready to hear a word that's going to bring them to Christ, that's going to bless their life. And so that's something um, that we do every year, but uh, this year they're our, our key um, uh, outreach focus events for the year. And then lastly is our youth and our kids. And so this is something is always been on our heart is the generations of our church. And so... Um, our heart is to uh, start uh, a youth again. So prior to sort of you know the COVID lockdown days, uh, we had we had a youth, but then that has fizzled out, and that has been something that God's really been um, on, sort of pressing on our hearts and, and, and sort of a grievance that we want a pathway for our kids to go into youth, and we're starting to see more families come into church. So what we've decided to this year is partner with Hillsong uh, once a month that they meet here, so it's a familiar place in the hub where we can bring our youth to. They have like a rally night. Um, But then also down the track, um, so in between that, so bi-monthly, then we get all our youth together. And so we want to be praying that God will raise up our youth leaders in our house to carry our youth in our heart, that they can disciple our youth, that can get into our youth's world. And then there's a pathway for our kids to then, uh, as they go into those teenage years, that they can go into youth. Because I know uh, that's when I came to Christ, when I was a youth. And that's when my life was so impacted. And so we want to see that unfold this year. So pray with us, church, um, that God does. Because I look at our teenagers and it's such a hard time of life, it's such a crucial time in their life. And so, but what it's going to take is a church and, and families and parents to carry that in your heart with us and say, we will do whatever. Let's see that come to fruition this year, that God will raise up those youth leaders to carry it in our heart to disciple our young people and then just watch that grow and impact our youth and our community. Amen? Amen. Amen. Fantastic. All done. All done. And and we're five minutes over time. So it's going to be a very short preach this morning. I'm going to amend this. But is everybody ready for the word? I am over time. Will anybody give me five minutes? Five minutes? Anybody? No? No, Josh is saying no. Hands, five minutes. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. All right, we've got a little while. We've got ten minutes. Is that all right? You know what? You don't even have these scriptures. I'm sorry, mate, because God gave it to me last minute. But I was thinking about Vision Sunday. I was thinking about us as a church, you as a people, us as a family. And the Lord laid Psalm 23 on my heart. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. 
I thought, what great perspective uh, for the year ahead. Because God is my shepherd, I lack nothing. And I wonder how many of us actually carry that heart of God, you are, therefore. God, you are this in my life. Therefore, this is how I live. Because when I, when that's, when he's the bedrock, when he's the foundation that I stand on, I, we can actually live lacking nothing, wanting for nothing, fearing nothing, not swayed by anything because he is. And so as much as this is vision Sunday, I want this to be challenged Sunday. Let's do something with our lives. Let's do something with our faith. Let's be people that shine so bright that people have to look on and go, what the heck is different about you? Well, how do you live that way when you face that challenge and you face that storm and life is happening at you, to, at you like it is? How are you still happy? How are you still buoyant in spirit? How is it that you overcome and you forgive and you get through and you get by? Because the Lord is our shepherd, the one who protects me, the one who feeds me, the one who leads me, the one who never leaves my side, the one that wards off the enemy. Yeah. Because he is, I am. I, I'm, and I'm excited. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Can I, can I encourage you for the year ahead, if you're feeling dry, let God refresh your soul. Let the wind of the Spirit blow over you. Take that time to decompress, to slow down, to sit down and, and rest in Him. Bible says that those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll rise up on wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and will not faint. Can I wait upon the Lord? Jesus told the disciples, Jesus told those in the upper room to wait. There was 500 that were told to wait. He said, I'm going, but wait, because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, your helper, the advocate, the one that's going to work for you. Because greater is he that is in you than he is. Go and wait. But 500 were there waiting, but only 120 were there with the Holy Spirit. Because we don't, by nature, want to wait. We don't want to rest. We don't want things to be in God's timing. We want it to be in our timing. Wait. If you want your life to look different in 2023, if you want to live a life of fruitfulness, where you expand to the left and to the right, where you enlarge your tent, wait on God. But shouldn't I do something? Shouldn't I work harder? Shouldn't I strive more? Shouldn't I struggle? No, wait. Because the Lord is your shepherd and you're waiting on him, you will lack nothing. You will have what you need when you need it, walking through the, the struggle and the storm that you're facing at that time. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. What should I do? Where should I go? What decisions should I make? He's going to lead you. Trust in him. Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. But that doesn't make sense, but trust your heart. Because Isaiah 55 says, my ways aren't your ways. And my thoughts aren't your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. But that's counterintuitive. That's countercultural. I don't understand. Wait on me. But if I'm waiting on you, I'm not doing anything. No, but I'm doing more behind your back than you can see before your eyes. I'm doing more on your behalf. What God can do for you in a second is more than you can do in a lifetime. And I've said it before, but if you, if you have wanted something to change in your life and it hasn't changed today and you've given it everything you've got and you've done everything you can and you've exerted all of your energy and spent all of your money and used all of your intellect and it hasn't changed, it's not yours to change. 
God will do it for you. He says, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. He's leading you. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows, and surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I can dwell in his house forever. I'm, I'm welcomed in. You're taking me to a place of rest. You're taking me to a place of provision. Even though the enemy is coming in, the scripture I keep getting is, is though the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord is raising up a standard. And I feel like at this time in history, God is raising up a fresh standard, a fresh way, a new way for a new day. And I, I want to encourage you, stir yourself. Get excited. Get passionate. Don't just do day to day, to day to day, to white-knuckled holding on. This is a crazy ride and I don't know what. No, no, drive the ship. Steer your life. God at the helmet, but by holding on to him, resting and waiting on him. So I want to challenge all of us today to live beyond the past and to really live committed to the future. Because sometimes we dream for the future, but we're holding on to the past. And I'm getting stretched so far, but I can never get to where I really want to be or achieve or, or receive all that I know God has for me because I'm holding on to what's comfortable or convenient or suits what I, what I, what I desire. But sometimes after 50 years, I've got to let go of what was. Do you enjoy life better today than you did for the first 50 years? Yeah. Like God's ways are better than our ways. The God results, the God outcomes in our lives if we will actually let go of. And we're all the same and we're all made of the same stuff. So many of us are holding on to what I had man in when I was 20. Man, I did this and I did that and I had it. Who cares? You're 50. There's 30 years in between. Don't, don't negate that you're not what you were then. You're the totality of what God created you to be. And enjoy it and enjoy the season. That's what it says in Thessalonians. Rejoice always. In the 20s, in the 30s, in the 40s, in the bankruptcies, in the sicknesses, in the, the miracles, in the enjoy it all. That's what I want for this year, that we have a perspective shift where I can see what God wants to do in my life and I've got faith for it. That I can see it and then I can believe for it. Because honestly, church, I don't want to get to the end of this year. We've declared a whole lot of things and said a whole lot, and we're still the same. And that's, that's what Hebrews 6 says. Let us move on from the elementary teachings. Let's get bigger. By the end of this year, let's be fat in faith and fat in, in knowledge of God. And that we're, we're bigger. Because in the natural, we always want to be smaller and skinnier. But in spiritually, let's get fat this year. Let's change. Let's develop. Let's grow. Because I can't impact the church or anybody else if I stay the same. Because I'm going to become irrelevant. And I'm going to get worn out. And I'm going to get cynical. And I'm going to form a view that then pushes others away and doesn't welcome them in. But if I'm really loving God and loving others and serving my community, I have to change. Let's change. Let's not do religion. 
None of us need. There's beautiful cafes out there. There's beautiful beaches. We live in, in paradise. We don't need religion. But we do need a community of faith. We do need God. We do need Jesus first and foremost in our lives. Amen? I'm not going to get anywhere close to even starting this. So I'm not even going to try. But I just want to say something because Mark touched on it before. He said, even though I stand up, they say something. The scripture that I had for today was Matthew 7. So I am going to read that out. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, then the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks you for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, if then you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? God is, God is so good, and he wants to give you good things. The scriptures say that every good and perfect gift comes to us from our Father in heaven. That the good things in your life have been gifted to you by God. But what doors are you knocking on? What doors are you actively knocking on? For the year ahead, what do you what do you knock? Because we, we talked about we want to we want to get a building and we want to do more charity work and we want to get speakers through and, and, and this is all true. I want us as a church to do more each year. Last year we did 120 Christmas hampers, hope bags, and the year before we did 70. So we're, we, are, we are impacting more and more every year. But I want to focus on you and your family and your health and your passions and your dreams. Because when they're in line with the will of God for your life and you're healthy and you're happy and you're growing, the church grows. Because we're all part of the same body. We are, we are a, a living organism. And, and I, I don't have everything this church needs. And you don't have everything individually. That this, but together we have what this church needs to be a healthy, functioning body. We're the body of Christ. We're the army of God. That the together. And, and so that's what we really. And, and honestly, I, when I'm working, when I'm not working, the building and things like I'm praying for you. And your, your faces come before. I had a, I've got a word for Grace Lever that it was just vivid on Tuesday morning. As I was praying, I got this, this vision and then a word, you know, straight, straight as, as I start to see things, that we're praying for you and we're praying for your health and we're praying for breakthrough and that you'd be loosed of things that have held you bound for many years and that you would prosper in all things just as your soul prospers. I pray according to the word of God, the blessings of heaven over your life. And I hope you feel that at times, and I hope you sense it, that, that you are covered in prayer and that, 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 that we are actively seeking God for you and your families. Because that, that, that's what we want, and I, we want you healthy. And I don't want you to retreat in life. It's been a big few years. It's been a big season. It's, for some, it's been a big life. But don't retreat. Don't pull back. We're, we're, the Bible says we're not of those that shrink back under destruction. We're of those that press forward under salvation. If I, if I desire anything it's this year, it's that you would press forward. Press forward in the things of God. Press forward in healthy living. Press forward in good decisions. Press forward in faith. Take hold of it. If God's spoken a promise into your soul, take hold of it. 
and don't let it go and keep moving forward and keep knocking on that door. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door. This isn't just rhetoric. This isn't just what can I say to you to make you feel good for this 15, 20 minutes, 30 minute period so that you can go away and just get through another week. This is the truth of the word of God. There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of promises in the word of God. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will remain. That the word of God is above everything. We Justin shared that John what in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. You cannot separate God and his word. It is truth. It came the Bible says all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness that the man or woman of God may be thoroughly equipped. Take a hold of the word and change your life. Take a hold of the word of God and apply it to your everyday living and watch what God does. You will look back in, in a month's time, in six months' time, in two years' time, and go, how did I get here? God is so good. Yeah. I love what, what Wally said. I, I once was young, now I'm older. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or the godly begging bread. But, you know, I'm knocking on the door of 50. 47, that's getting, I'm on the wrong side of the 40s. How did I get here? Because I still remember 20. In my head, I still think 20, but my body says no 70. <laughs> life goes by quickly. But let's, let's do something with the life we've been gifted. Let's dream beyond. Let's challenge yourself. I want to be bigger. I want to be. I want to look more like Christ. I want to live more right. I want to not not that you have to strive for it or work, at, but that you can commit yourself to God's plans and purposes for your life. Because that's what Jeremiah says. I know the plans I have for you to please the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. I know the plans, plural. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Let there be light. <laughs> I'm going to come back to this another time, but I would just love to pray a blessing. Maybe the team can come over you that God would show you afresh the plans and purposes that he has for your life. Because, church, I just I want us to be that bright shining light on him. I want us to be salt that seasons people's lives. Not takers, but givers. And, you know, I, I'm just going to give you the four points that I had so you can think on those and at some point we'll come back to this. But for us to be able to walk through open doors, for us to ask and to seek and to knock and then to walk in open doors, we must press forward. But, and I think there's four essential areas of life that we need to have vision in to walk through the God open doors that he has for us. And the first one is your calling. Because you're not just your job. And you're not just your bank balance. And you're not just your relationship status. You're a unique individual made in the image of God, called to the purposes of God. Ask God, what, what, what are you calling me to? What am I called to do? What should I live for beyond vocation or beyond financial status? What should I, what are you calling me to, Lord? And the next thing is your connection. Do you have a vision for connection to God? Do you have a vision for connection to his house? Do you have a vision for your life connected to others? Because I hear all the time, I don't need any more friends. I've got enough friends. I don't want any more friends. I don't even like people. 
But we call God's God's gregarious. God is all about people. He says that His will is that none should perish and all should come to eternal life. You're created in the in the image of God. You've got to like people. Don't have to love them all. But you gotta you gotta live with grace. Because people extend grace to me all the time. And it can't be one way. There has to be a two-way flow of connect yourself to other people. Your future is connected and found in other people. My, my future, our future, the church is for It's about people. What happens when revival comes? If you don't like people, and thousands, we get this building. Do we believe 12 for 10? Yes, we get the building. We get for thousands. I don't like people. I don't even want them to come. Let's get rid of the building. Let's go back to the hub because we've got to love people. Live. You go to your local coffee shop and, and ask the barista their name. Don't just bark at them. All the same as what I want yesterday. I can't get to remember my name. Tell them your name. Ask their name. Ask if you can buy their coffee. Do something different that flips the script on its head and live like Jesus. Who, no matter what he was doing or where he was going, stopped what he was doing for the individual. You know, most of Jesus' miracles that he did, he was on the way to do something else when he did that miracle. Listen. I'm busy. If you wait here, I'll be back on Thursday because I've got to go here first and here and I've got to go feed 5,000 and then I'm going to walk on water over here. But if you wait there, I'll be back on Thursday and I'll whatever you need, I'll do it there. I already know what you need. but uh, He touched lives where he went. It's not tomorrow. It's today. It's not in another circumstance. It's where you find yourself right now. Connect yourself to God. And power will flow through your life into others, and you'll see miracles happen. Your contribution. Do you have a vision for contrib- contributing? Are you just a consumer, or do you produce in life? Do you just take and gather and get and store up? Because look at this. Look what I've done. Look what I have. There's stories all over the world of billionaires, millionaires, successful people taking their own lives because there's no fulfillment or contentment in what they have. There's stories of people that have their whole wealth robbed from. I I worked for a guy that had millions and millions and millions of dollars in superannuation and his account was stolen. And he'd given him all authority and he never got it back. And he was bitter and twisted. We, we can take, I don't want to be a taker, I want to be a giver. I want to be somebody that pours out and pours out and pours out and everyone goes, this is insane. How do you keep pouring out and look at your life? You're happy and you're blessed and you're content and you're fulfilled. God, do you have a vision for, because you being here makes the church what it otherwise wouldn't be. This isn't church without you, without your family, without your, there's a place for you in the house of God. Jesus said, I'm going to my father's house to prepare a place. There is there is place for you. There is room for you. There are things that we need to do that we can't do until you step in and fill that, that space. Have you got a vision for how you can contribute in your community? You know, this week, and this is a, this is a crazy thing, I'm, I was doing a little bit of work on the Croy, and I saw this, this old, and I found out it's 1927 Chevy van parked on a trailer in this acreage lot up at Karoi, 
asked the lady, what's that? And I didn't have my glasses, and I couldn't quite see it. was a, a way off, and it was the Australian Bible thing. I said, tell me about that. It's got scriptures all over the side. And they take it to festivals and to markets. And she said, Man, we've taken this down to Tasmania. We drove to Melbourne. We took it on the strip of Tasmania. We ended up in Launceston and, and Hobart. And then we've been to Armadale and we've been all, all around here. I said, what do you do? She said, we just do white bottles. We just pull up at a market. We book a stall. We sit there. And people come over. They love the there. And then they see the scriptures and say, what's this all about? And, and she goes, I said, why do you do it? We love it. We love it. We love telling people about Jesus. We, she said, we have given so many Bibles away. And even when they don't want Bibles, they always want prayer. And even when they say, we don't believe, when they're walking away, they say, but pray for us anyway. They're, they've got a vision beyond them. I said, what are you getting out of it? She said, nothing. I said, who pays for it? She said, we do. And she, they don't pay for the registration or the insurance, but they pay to take away the go. I said, so, so when you turn up to a market, do you get free space? No, we have to book a stall. I said, so every single time. And this, this, she goes, Christian, we love it. So then she, on Friday, so this, this, it was a mud pit, this job site, and we're sitting there. And she came over with Subway and sat down, and she goes, can we just talk? So I loved it. And all she could do was talk about Jesus and how good he was. And we're, we're builders. Like, do you know what I mean? This is That's a rough place. That's general. We're, we're on most job sites, there's cussing and there's cursing and there's, there's crude talk. We're sitting there talking about Jesus, building a house. Can, can I encourage you, have a vision for your community and how God could use you. Because this is awesome. But this isn't living, this is church. Let's go out there and live tomorrow like Jesus is real, like Jesus has changed my life, like Jesus has done good things in my world. Let's live so expectant and so excited and so on fire that I don't even have to tell you I love Jesus. You say, man, what, what's going on? Tell me about your life. Tell me about, can we stand to our feet? We're having long services. Revival is breaking out. I can get everybody up on the altar. We're going to pray for everybody. Not a word, no. God is good. And I want you to believe, not even for corporate revival, I want you to believe for revival in your life because this isn't as good as it gets. There are better days ahead. The way of the righteous winds up, the Bible says. That you can dream for more. You can expect blessing. You can ex expect the goodness of God in your life. David said, I would have lost heart if I had not believed that I'd see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Expect good things in life. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.